Welcome to Will It Game, the podcast about creating crappy board games from one board family. I'm your host, Ryan Gatowski, joined as always by... Rick White. Ryan, I'm in full dad mode right now. Um, I'm home alone for the summer, and I'm running around, turning off all the lights, cranking the AC to where, you know, it's not cutting on, Mm -hmm, sweating mm -hmm, profusely mm -hmm. because I'm like, the power bill's got to go down, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, doing my very best. Uh, but then I have like the conundrum of like, if I don't turn the AC on, then I start to sweat a lot and then I need to shower and then yep. that's using up water. So like, water. what am I supposed to do? Like it's, I mean, I guess it's raining outside. I could go bathe outside, but I've yes. got several complaints from the neighbors in the past. So maybe I shouldn't yeah, do that yeah. anymore. Especially since you only have European swimsuits. Oh, I'm we... supposed to wear a swimsuit while I... Oh, no, I did not know that. So let's, uh, before we introduce our guest judge, let's go through the dad checklist. Do you have an ill-fitting tank top that you're wearing today? No, I am very anti-tank top, so no. Okay, okay. Are you wearing uh, some sort of cargo pant that has... No, athletic shorts. Am I not dadding correctly? Uh, I think you're not dadding correctly. Maybe it's like, maybe Uh, we're at a different like stage of dad you've got like high school kids i'm at like infant kids yeah that's a a different difference in the checklist uh what what is the sandal to sock ratio on your feet currently barefoot right now because oh my goodness um yeah Uh, but if i go outdoors for my bathing time i'll wear socks with sandals okay good you're not dadding hard enough but we can correct that after this podcast all right that works for me so let's introduce our guest judge nathan thornton how are you doing today nathan I'm doing great, Ryan and Rick. Thank you for having me. I am dadding as hard as I can. I'm wearing my, I'm actually wearing my father's mustache, which he shaved off and oh, gave to me when I graduated from high school. That, that is some nice. luggage. Yeah. So nice. I look fantastic. I look just like him. Do you put it, do you put it in like some sort of velvet box when you go to sleep at night? I put it in a, uh, in a solution that I got from the barber shop. It's a blue mm-hmm. liquid that I, uh, that I had to remove the combs from and I put the mustache in delicious i mean i know i might be a biased participant here but that made me more uncomfortable than me talking about showering outside so uh, (laughs) (laughs) the idea of putting someone else's mustache on your face and then preserving i am i'm really not okay anymore (laughs) it is my father's mustache we share dna and we share a mustache there we go look Mm. at that so it's completely above board so Nathan, uh, you are a game designer and a friend of the show. You, we've uh, we've gotten to interact a lot this summer, which is super cool. Uh, we've been able to see each other at Origins, uh, which Rick didn't attend because he's lame. Um, and then we also got to do a uh, a video show just a, just a little while back. And so, like, it's super exciting to get to interact with you so many times during such a short period of time. So. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I, I'm not the kind of person who talks about being blessed, but I do feel blessed to uh, have spent so much time in 2022 interacting with, with you and uh, with every member of the One Board family, um, family, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Um, so, Nathan, uh, tell us, we we have a copy of Green Team Wins. We've been talking about Green Team Wins forever. Uh, it's going to be in people's hands this year, and people are going to be able to uh, play this party game with others in their family and their social circles. Um, tell us a little about the the you know Green Team Wins, and you've got another game coming from AEG, actually, uh, that you can tell us about that's coming to Gen Con this year. So why don't you tell us a little about some of your new games? 
Terrific. Yeah, I'd be happy to. And thanks for for putting this part in there. So begin close to the beginning. So yeah, my uh, my newest game. My it's my second game. I don't know why it's like my newest game. Like it's the it's the it's the latest in a series of uh, of uh, award winning games. So it's called Green Team Wins. Like you said, it is a party game, and it will be coming. It premiered at um, at Origins in very limited supply. It will be at Gen Con, and I think in in wider release. You know, August September time. But it's from. Uh, the great folks, the great person at uh, 25th Century Games. Uh, it's a party game where you are asked questions and you are trying to answer questions in the majority. You are trying to figure out what you think most people will say in response to the question. If you answer along with everyone else, you will join the green team, which is the winning team, and you will uh, receive points. Um, if you answer incorrectly or answer differently than everyone else, you will uh, join the orange team and get no points. The longer you're on the green team, the more points you'll get, you'll get and uh, the more likely it is that you'll win. That's right. So, you definitely uh, want to be on the green team. No absolutely. orange team here. So. Yes, I like and how I, Nathan thanked us that he, we did this at the beginning because he has an understanding that people will stop listening very quickly to this. Podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's why we wanted to do it at the beginning. This way, people don't listen to our pitches and tune out, and then they don't get to hear about your yeah. games. So. Yes, I, yeah. Well, I went to journalism school, and you cut from the bottom, right? You cut from the bottom. So I wanted to be, we, let's put the meat, the people, the stuff that people are tuning in for right here up at the top. <laughs> so uh tell us about uh you've got one other game coming out uh very soon at or at uh, gen con uh from aeg that's right it's called uh that old wallpaper and it is a co-design with my uh friend and sometimes partner danielle deli who she and i uh collaborated on a medium together which was a party yeah. game and uh and this is a bit of a different kind of game it is not a party game but it is still a, it requires a lot of cards uh it is a um it is a game a kind of i guess a light strategy game where you are attempting to remember the wallpaper pattern that was on the walls of your grandma's house when you were a kid so there are uh there are a couple of different piles of wallpaper cards in the center of the table um you will be secretly bidding on which stack that you want but you're only able to take a stack of wallpaper cards if you are the only person who chose it so there's a little bit of um you know do you take the um the most appealing stack uh, you know trying to get a, a you know a big windfall or do you take one of the less appealing stacks hoping that no one else will be going for it so uh, it's still a game where everybody plays at the same time uh, it plays a decent number of people plays up to five um and it looks gorgeous and i think it's a it's a ton of fun it's a real light you know 20 minute card game that i hope that a lot of people will like it will nice. be sorry i, I, I know I, I know i sounded like i was done <laughs> but it will be um i don't know if anybody is familiar with what aeg does at gen con they have an event called uh big game night where um i don't know something like i want to say it's between 500 and a thousand i might be getting the numbers totally wrong um people will buy a ticket and they will get um like two or three games and then everybody will play those games all together well um that old wallpaper is going to be one of their big game night games this year i that's think super cool i think that's out there it might not be but they don't care i don't think that's so, awesome. yeah very excited very cool. yeah well that's exciting that here like a like that sounds like a, a will it game pitch that's like really good like i yeah. can totally <laughs> see us naming a game like a, about wallpaper yeah yeah <laughs> it's something that we would do but professionally done instead oh, of thank what you we very do. much yeah so yeah I, I will tell you that but, the original name as i was concepting it was remember that old wallpaper we used to have which seemed a little cumbersome for the front of a the box clunky, so we, we, a little clunky yeah, yeah. 
Um, so you have been on the show before. You are our second time guest judge here on uh, on the Will It Game podcast. And so do you feel like you are up to the task to judge harshly and definitively one of these two game pitches? Um, I do, because I, I have been criticized uh, by uh, the folks who would know the most by uh, kind of straddling the fence last time I was on and saying they were both mm-hmm, good. Mm-hmm. But today okay. I will be judicious and I will be brutal in my judgment. That's good. Bring that gavel down hard. <laughs> okay. All right. So you picked a, a you, your topic for the show. Uh, your theme is Atlanta, Georgia. Something that we know about, uh, me being a former resident of Atlanta while I was in college, um, and my, me and my wife, Erin, we lived there early in our uh, marriage, and then Rick living right outside of Atlanta and having been in, around Atlanta for years, I feel like we uh, we should know what we're talking about here. Yeah, and I mean, I think like uh, you say outside of Atlanta, I guess we all, everybody says they're from Atlanta if they're within yeah. like an hour of Atlanta, honestly. You probably have people in Columbus an hour and a half away that are like, no, I live in Atlanta. Yeah. You're um, not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But um, yes, I, I live within a mile of of 285. So I feel like that counts. Um, so you're outside of Atlanta. I mean, I'm yeah, I'm sure. Sure. I'm just you guys in your you, local references. I don't know 285. I love them already getting information. What yeah, is you're, oh, you're big interstate that goes all the way around. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I feel like a local. Yeah, there you go. You're going to get a lot of information in this episode. You're going to be an Atlanta native by the time you end this episode. So, yeah. all right. Uh, so okay. I'm going to pitch. I'm going to pitch first because uh, Rick Rick needs a minute to to ruminate on his final thoughts for his pitch, and Listen, I'm going to pitch you. It's not all type doesn't mean anything. I'm going to pitch you, welcome to the Dirty South. Everyone knows Atlanta is the home of hip-hop for some of the biggest musical acts around. In the late 80s, Atlanta was the home of LaFace Records, uh, who published albums from TLC, Criss Cross, OutKast, Goody Mob, lots of other artists. In the 90s, the boom of artists and labels that came around and like it was huge. I mean, everybody knew Atlanta for the hip hop scene. You've got Jermaine Dupri, Ludacris, Little John, all these artists created labels and made the their labels Atlanta. We're going to have to pause for a second. You said Little John, and I need you to go ahead and fix that. Little, little, little. Little. Yeah, there's no T's in that. Thank you. Little. I'm parched. I didn't drink anything before this episode. So, <laughs> Lil John. The so in Welcome to the Dirty South, players are recruiting the hottest talent in Atlanta and carving out an audience in this area control game. You, first of all, you've got this big map of Atlanta sitting that is your game board, and it's going to be uh, basically divvied out by districts, and it'll have different uh, values available for audiences. In the start of each round, players begin by recruiting new artists for your record label. These artists have stats that show how many listeners they bring in, as well as how long they'll have influence on the streets. So one mart artist may bring in a lot of people, but that artist may only be around for two rounds. They're going to kind of burn out, and that you're going to have to discard that artist after two rounds. Each artist has a point value of 1 to 10, Players can recruit a total of 15 points, and they can only recruit up to four new artists. So you have to de- decide, do you get one big name and a couple smaller names, or do you go for like a trio or, or a girl group or something to put together some cohesive 
record label of your own. In the second half of the round, players assign their artists to areas of the Atlanta map. The city and outskirts are broken up into sections by their values and how many possible fans are in that area. Players have to strategically place their artists onto the board in order to control the most listeners. At the end of each round, listeners are paid out in microphone tokens to each player. If players control more than two sides that are adjacent to another single player, the two labels are now now have beef with one another. Players will go uh, going into the next round will have to draw a beef card from a from a deck that will force players to some of these cards will force players to place in an area with a smaller audience or can sideline one of your artists due to a club brawl or something like that. After six years or six rounds, players count the audience points that they've gained throughout the game to see who controls the dirty South. I love it. That sounds fantastic. Let me ask you, can I ask a couple of follow-up questions? Yeah, let's go. And welcome to the Dirty South. Will you be using the names and likenesses of actual artists or will these be invented imaginary artists uh, for the game? I think I think in the same way that something like the Networks does where it's like you can tell who they're talking about. It's like you look at the card, it's like, mm, that's a William Shatner uh, trope, you know, so we'll we'll work with the, Sorry, that's for the networks, right? Not for your not for your hip hop game. Right? <laughs> that's well, I was not aware I of uh, William Shatner's hip hop career down in Atlanta. I don't know. Have you have you heard his spoken word album? Mm, that is, good. pretty good yeah that's that hot stuff the streets want laid the foundations for hip-hop that that did <laughs> that's right so um yeah no it's going to be more tropey more like mm-hmm. you know tongue-in-cheek you look at the you look at the artist you're like i know who you're talking about mm-hmm. i can see i'm picturing an artist named little john and like a, a savvy yes. player might think i i think i know who that's trying to evoke my yeah uh, and it's not little it's little fully spelt out and right. John with an H, which is totally <laughs> okay. different and will not let us get sued. Yeah, it's the guy from uh, Robin Hood. Yes, um, absolutely. Oh, the bear, the big bear guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We can go that that's, direction. That's great. And so rapping, I'm thinking about this big map bear. of it, the wrapping bear, the big map of Atlanta. Does it have the names of the clubs where you're playing? Or is it just like the neighborhoods or districts or prefects? I don't know what they're called in Atlanta neighborhoods, right? Yeah. What, what, yeah, are, what are the think, different areas? I think you would have different areas, but I think, I think depending on the, the, like, obviously there's some parts of Atlanta that are known for the clubs that are in, in that section of Atlanta. But I think yeah. even doing like backyard shows and stuff like that, some of the smaller areas, instead of having clubs, instead of having notable places, they would have like backyard backyard areas or like some kind of street venue so and and some some of them i think it's going to be a mix of made up things and uh, a mix of things that are relevant for people who live in atlanta that you could easily be like oh no i i know that that's great all right two more questions um so you talked a bit about um when you know two labels uh you know um come up against each other on the map they will have to draw a beef card um it's something i don't typically like in games especially if i'm just playing two players which i would imagine i might be as having like kind of head-to-head conflict could i play without the beef cards also i'm vegan 
Yeah. So actually, I think in a two-player game, the beef cards are not because that the two-player game you actually have on the other side, the map is going to be significantly different. Because if you think of a five-player game versus a two-player game, mm. you want it broken up more uh, for the five-player game. So there's more places to place your uh, place your artists. And so you're going to have two different maps. One side's going to be four, three to five. One side's going to be two. Um, and so we would actually eliminate the beef cards because those cards, the way that mechanism works is if you are directly, like almost if you're, um, if you're squeezing in on somebody else's area, like you're intentionally putting people on the sides of the area that they're in, you would actually start the beef. So it's it's one of those, it's almost like a strategic thing. If you think you're okay taking the hit and you think your group is, your publishing house is powerful enough, you can actually put your players and squeeze in on a player that's not doing as well. So Beautiful. I love that. My last question, MSRP? Uh, I think uh, $49.99. So uh, it's not... Yeah, it's not it's not going to be a cheap game. You've got miniatures, um, you've got some really nice illustrated cards. So uh, you're going to have this these illustrated cards and the miniatures for each card. Think Zombicide, something like that, where you've got um, small cards representing the the artists with some information about them, and then you're going to be placing the minis on the map. All right, no further questions. I think I have what I need. Thank you very much. Awesome. No and in the segment we always have after Ryan pitches, and I need to create like a th- bumper for this. It's oh, yeah. what is Ryan ripping off? Um, I would like to point out that Rap Gods has uh, a component called beef where you fight against other players. You're welcome. That's, that's right. correct, but it's there's no area control. I even thought about that. So I was like, I'm not ripping off any other part of that. It's just a name. So, whatever. All right. It's okay. Um no, it's just a fun part of the show that we... No, I'm just kidding. All right. Um, so Some part where Rick gets to tell me how I'm wrong. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's how I live my life. Um, it's also just an illustration of there's nothing new. Um, uh, so Atlanta, known for many things. Coca-Cola, 96 Olympics, a former sports curse, and a million streets named Peach Tree. But for those of us who live here close enough or who have to drive through it every day, we might say its single biggest trait is terrible traffic. Oh, yes. So my game, I've got three names for it. And you know what, Nathan, you can pick the one you like best. This is called the insufferable interstate, the ludicrous loop, which I like the ludicrous part, um, or the crummy connector. You know, we've got three different options with greater alliteration. You just let me know what you prefer. Um, So this is like a nightmare of a racing game where you tr- you're trying to get to your destination in the city through terrible traffic. Imagine like a downforce or Formula D, except there are cars almost on every space. And the way to get through the different spaces is very narrow. In the standard version, the cars will be printed on the spaces. But in the deluxe version, I say we get 100 different plastic cars that we can put on the board. Hmm. Totally necessary. Um you start the game at the beginning of an on-ramp and you work your way through the traffic rolling a guy. Oh, a, a guy? A die. You know what? <laughs> Maybe that's the deluxe version is we have a guy and you just roll him around. Um, no, rolling a die. And yes, a roll and move. That's frustrating, right? Well, so is traffic. So uh, you'll occasionally on land brand. Occasionally land on power-up spaces, which allow you to draw a road rage card which you can play on your turn. These will allow you to do certain things like ram the car in front of you, moving into their space, ride on top of spaces uh, that uh, 
that already have cars in them or using the emergency lane or perhaps the worst thing of all, moving into another lane without using your blinker. You have to be careful though, because in some places you'll find cop cars and you'll lose some turns. This is determined by, you'll pass over like a, a line on the board, uh, kind of like in downforce when you do your bets, but it's a police line where they're watching you and you'll have to roll a die and add that roll to your current rage meter, which increases every time you use a road rage card. And if your number is a combined sum is too high, the police will pull you over and you'll miss a turn or two. Uh, you'll work to bob and weave through traffic, pushing and shoving your way to the front and the first person to reach the exit wins. Very straightforward. And that is my game. I won't repeat all three of those titles for you. But, but what if I don't remember them? Because I'll go to for it then. Down. The Wait, Insufferable Interstate. Okay. The I, wrote ludicru- the, I, I wrote the Insurmountable Intersection. You can, for the oh. first call, dude, You know what? <laughs> that, whatever you want to call it, I, I will allow you to... <laughs> And then I got ludicrous loop and crummy connector. Got it. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Great. And so, are, no. So uh, I'm thinking. So this will have a map, and it will have. We'll, uh, we'll all have our car tokens. And so, will the map be based on um, actual um, uh, peach tree, peach tree streets in Atlanta? So you know that could be interesting. If I mean, it would be challenging to think about spacing. But if you could have a map that's like you're going you could take the interstate or you could take surface streets that way. Like you have some strategy involved and maybe like um, maybe on the surface streets you're using actual, maybe that uses minis that kind of move through. I don't know. There's, there's some play that you could do there to like provide alternate routes where you're trying to kind of work around stuff. Great. How many lanes are we talking here? Cause I, my, my familiarity with uh, the interstate in and around Atlanta is that you've got some real wide streets, right? We do, but there are always enough cars on them. Yeah. So maybe this is, um, maybe we just go full deluxe and this is a floor sized map uh, rolls out to six by eight feet oh um, and uh, still like tiny, tiny plastic cars, but uh, sure. Six lanes. Why not? You know, but there's still tons of cars all over them. With that big of a map, I imagine like like small, medium sized cars that we can kind of sit in and scoot around in. I'm sort of picturing like oh, a twist, nice. I, like a twister style where we're like actually on the board. What do you think about this as an upgrade? Um, where you get inside of a car on a six by eight, I think maybe toddlers. But I mean, Ryan by himself is too big for that. So um, then true. we would have to say, Ryan, you can't play. Well, let me um, ask you this. If, if you, me, and Ryan were playing, we've, we've each got one car. Are there neutral other cars on the roads as well? Yes, yes. That's what all the hundred plastic minis are for, to be oh in gosh. the way. Yeah, yeah. That seems like a lot. So maybe the Ultra Deluxe Edition is um, you actually play it in Atlanta on the interstate. Um, and you play through an app. And every time you run into another car, you get a road rage card. Um, and if the police pull you over, and if you go to jail for real, uh, you lose. Unfortunately, that's how uh, it works. That's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. I, I can see like a one versus mini version of it where someone is the cop. And maybe Ooh, like, like and the cop is moving around the board as well. And if you do some kind of infraction uh, within sight of the cop, they're able to uh, to take action. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like a... Uh, a nuns on the run or Mr. Jack or something like that, you know, mm. where Wait. nuns on the run. I don't think I know that. I know the movie. Oh, I did not know there was a movie. There's a game called nuns on There's the run. There's a game. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. There, wow. There was. I think you should Google movie. it right now. You should Google it, read all about it, watch a YouTube video, and then I mean, come. And we'll back. just and then, we'll just stay here, and I yeah, will we'll stay not here. edit out the silence. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you're so we're talking a hundred minis. We're talking a six by eight board. We're t- maybe talking about cars that you can get inside if you're toddler sized or smaller. Um. Uh. I gotta ask you. Yeah, I think you know where I'm heading with this. MSRP. I mean, I think we've laid out three different versions. So um, in your standard version, we can just say like 40 bucks. If you're going deluxe version, we've got all the minis. We'll go 80. And then if we're getting into tiny little Tyco cars, um, I think that's going to be a bigger board. You have to play in like a cul-de-sac um, and we'll say like 250 bucks. Okay, maybe we can have like a be bring your own car version mm. where you like i imagine all the kids in the neighborhood bring those little red with the yellow top cars those fisher price oh. ones oh yeah um and kids slash adults um right now i'm just picturing ryan in a fisher price uh red and yellow car and that's gonna be my golden life for right now is to get ryan inside yeah. of one of those so um yeah i've moved on from the game pitch and just to how do i get ryan inside of a fisher price car yeah yeah Googling i will say prices now <laughs> i feel like out of your three names the name i think i liked even though it was the one that i did not remember but i like the insufferable interstate because it feels like the game feels because it's kind of got a lot going on you know what I mean? It's long. It's like a bunch of letters crammed together. I think that's the name. Ludicrous Loop and Crummy Connector seem too lighthearted and silly for the kind of game that it feels like it is. Yeah, the other part of this game that I do want to highlight is the frustration that it should inspire within you as you play. I want it, you know, for because that's what people look for in a game is reality. They don't want to break from their real life. They want to experience the same emotions of, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. sitting in traffic every day. They want to experience that again. So, like, yeah. that's the roll and write, the, you know, not the roll and write, the roll and move, you know, all that stuff. I really want to push that hard, you know. That's something I, I don't have enough of in my life is severe rage when I'm trying to play a hobby, like being part yeah. of my hobby. Like, I don't yeah. have enough rage, so... Yeah, you've only table flipped um, as part of Tantrum Con and like occasionally on Tabletop Simulator. Like if you haven't done it in real life, I want this game to really bring that out of you. That's good. Yep. That's good. I think, you know what? I feel like you just sold me, Rick. I think I'm ready to uh, to make my decision. Awesome. I, I feel like the, you know... I feel like what attracts so many of us to games is it lets us live lives that we wouldn't otherwise be able to. It lets us, you know, live whether it is we are a band of adventurers who is, you know, traversing catacombs and fighting monsters, whether we're a team of scientists and researchers who are, you know, traveling the world trying to stop disease, you know, whether we are merchants in the Mediterranean who are trading spices Mm -hmm. for fabrics and silks, and or whether we are sitting in our cars stuck in traffic thinking about our our daily commute. I feel like that those are, in my experience, kind of the four life goals and the, the four sorts of things I look to to games to deliver me from. I think about my humdrum life and I'm like, rather than sitting here in my house with my loved ones, I'd rather be fighting dragons or trading spices or sitting in my car hating life. Yeah. And so I would say that um, based on my own criteria and the various MSRPs that you have pitched to me, if I were going to base this solely on the criteria of what life would I want to live, I feel like I'm heading a little bit more toward 
Welcome to the Dirty South by Ryan. Mm. Oh, yeah. the old bait and switch. All right. Um, you had to see where that like was it. going. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was telegraphed a little bit, but I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I, I, I will tell you when I thought about what kind of pitch I wanted to give, I thought about the person we're pitching to, Rick, and maybe this is how you can maybe uh, improve your your odds in future games. Um, yeah. I thought about Nathan as a person, and I said, Nathan reminds me of a future rap mogul, and oh. I think that this would be something that he would want to experience. Gotcha. So, yeah. Gotcha. Yes, uh, I do yeah. love the um giant ego on a person that just won two in a row after losing yeah. three in a row um i appreciate <laughs> yeah. that um and also never say dirty south again <laughs> so so it's I, I i told rick before we started i said it's either this or hotlanta and i'm not going to say the words hotlanta because that's ridiculous and stupid so and i just said hotlanta gross Gross. Your hand was forced. Uh, my hand was forced. So anyway, so uh, Nathan, thank you so much for joining us. This was a lot of fun. Uh, so can you tell people out there where they can find your games and where they can uh, follow you online? Well, they can follow me online at Storm Chaser Game in the singular uh, on Twitter. And I think it's Storm Chaser Games on, on Instagram. Um, my the, the only game I think you can get of mine that's out is Medium, and I think the best place to get it is Amazon. It was in Target briefly, and that's no longer the case. Oh, I think you can get it at Barnes & Noble. But yeah, look for Noble, yep. That's right. It is in Barnes & Noble. But look for Green Team Wins and uh, that old wallpaper uh, coming to a game-selling place, I assume, near you sometime. There we go. Very cool. Thanks for joining us, Nathan. And if you want to find more board games for your entire family to play, check out OneBoardFamily.com. We've got tons of uh, news, reviews, and previews about games that the entire family might like. Um, we would love to uh, see you on one of our social channels. You can follow us all over the place at OneBoardFamily. Um, you can check us out on YouTube where we have Friday night fights on Friday nights. Uh, it's our unmatched series. Uh, we play that game and, um, yeah, just interact with us wherever you want. Uh, we are out there. And if we see you at a convention, let's play a game together. So until next time, we will see you at the table.